Welcome to the Encouragement to Go podcast, where we share good news, great laughs, and real life stories to encourage you as you face life today. And so much more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Courage Meant to Go. I'm here with Caitlin again, and we are going to discuss some fun things today. Hey, everyone. Yeah, and I will lead it off to her to start off. All right, we've got some would you rather questions. And if anybody ever has any good ones, feel free to drop them in our comments or um, find our face on our Facebook page, and you can like drop us one. We'll try to answer that. That's actually a great idea. Yeah. Or any questions for us in general or topics to discuss, because sometimes we get a little bit like, what are we going to discuss today? And today may be shorter, today may be longer. I doubt it. It'll probably be shorter. <laughs> but I'm uh, glad you, you could join us today. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so would you rather live in a house with no roof or no windows? Um, definitely no windows. Really? When's the last time you've been rained on? Well, that's true. It just would seem like a dark, dungeony place. But I guess I have been in some rooms that don't have windows. and I guess you get used to it. You could always go outside, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. And so, okay. And then another one. Would you rather count the stars in the sky or all the leaves on a tree? Have you ever tried to count the leaves on a tree or the stars in the sky? Um, If it's like a semi-cloudy day, it's like not too bad to count the stars. (laughs) But Um, if it's like a really, really starry night where you're just like in awe of it and you're like, oh my goodness, there's no way. um, I don't think either one of these sound that great. Um, I guess if I had to pick one. I'd rather count the stars because I like stars. And they're just pretty to look at. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the time of year for the tree. Sure. sure. You know what I don't like? What? And I think we could count those. Sometimes if we sat outside, we could see like the helicopter things flying through the air. That would be cool. Yeah. Except for they get in your gutters and they get everywhere. And they're really not as awesome as you would think at that point. No. No, they're not. And then they like, like they plant and then they like grow little trees everywhere and... Yeah, fun fact of the day, um, if you don't clean your gutters out, sometimes trees can grow in there. Yes, they can. I know uh, it's time to clean your gutters out when you have a about a one or two foot tall tr- little tree coming out of your gutter growing well. So if you're wanting to start growing some trees and you don't want to go spend the money, just go to somebody's gutters that haven't really touched them very much and you might be able to do it for free. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, interesting fact about me, I was thinking the other day... Um, this is where we're going to get go today. Not really. You know what is one of my pet peeves? That it's when people have like a really nice house and then they have like mold on their siding. Mm. I just want to go, I just want to go pressure wash it off. Um, Surprise them and do that for them. I might. If I had a pressure washer, that would be a good first step. Are you going to let me buy one of these? No. Yeah, I really don't need one, but... um, We always just borrow one from someone. (laughs) Yeah, we're kind of borrowers in that area. Well, we only clean our, like, our porch, like, cement off, like, once a year. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, we do, or I do. You don't ever do it. If we used it more often, it'd be totally, like, you know, worth it. Or if we were to bless people and go Mm. clean their house for them. But my luck would be I'd go and try to clean off... uh, um, Pete's house. I use Pete because I would say Joe, but I know a lot of Joes. That's true. I don't really know any Pete's. Maybe like, 
is that is it my house? I yeah. talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, Joe, clean your house. Whoever you are, whichever Joe. But no, um I would probably take off like the color of the like I would mess it up somehow. Yeah. I would try to do a good deed. So at the beginning today we're gonna talk about good deeds gone bad. <laughs> um I even know people who um try to do things that are nice. Um one of those things is snow removal. Um, there's people that bring their tractors and, and do different things, but they don't know what lies beneath the snow sometimes. Mm. And I've seen some pretty catastrophic things happen. Oh, that's true. Do you um, have a certain example of that? I do. I do, actually. I, I know a guy who was nice enough to come clean our driveway off. This is when we lived at the other house. And uh, he was cleaning driveways off, and supposedly he like chunked into their blacktop or something a little oh. bit. And they got really frustrated at him. And he didn't know. I mean, right. you can't tell. And he was just being oh, nice. He was just trying to do a good thing. And, yeah. Oh. That's my example for today. That is a good one. I was trying to think off the top of my head. I'm sure there's been a time that somebody's done something. And you're like, oh. Here's what my here's what I try to do. I try to help people pull weeds. But I end up pulling out their landscaping. That's a good one, too. Yeah. It's like, wait, that wasn't a weed. Oh, it wasn't too Oh, bad. I got even a better one. Okay. Um, I tried to clean out some landscaping things this fall for us. Oh, yes. This was a good one. Because you said that you wanted... Yeah. How did this start? Can okay, you tell so the story we, a little know, more like, clear? You know those times when you're like, I'm just done. Like, we're going to do some purging. Purging is great, right? Um, and we were purging. Um, I... Oh, it was our landscaping. I was just like done with a lot of it. Like it's been like that for years and it, it's just, I didn't like it, but I didn't ever feel like landscaping stuff is expensive. Everybody can agree. Um, so, but then the, at this, it was fall and I said, you know what, by springtime, I'm just going to rip it all out and we'll just have to get something new for spring or else it's just going to have nothing. So I took, so we go to Lake Cumberland a lot and we like to get some driftwood. Um, I think the driftwood is super cool looking and it's got some like the, and it's amazing what the water does over years and to the, some of this driftwood. And um, we'd gotten several pieces a few years back and there's some little small ones I never really liked, but they worked. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to get rid of those. So I took it to the back and I threw it on the fire with all this other stuff. Yeah. Cause I was having a fire and a yeah. peaceful moment and, and then I seen the driftwood go on the fire. Yeah. So it was a little one. I, and you said, um, Oh, we getting rid of that too. I'm like, yeah, I'm just done with it. And so he took that as we're done with all of them. And I had two huge ones in the front and I went inside to do something. And when I came back out, my huge pieces of driftwood were on the fire. <laughs> yeah. They burnt well. <laughs> I said, no, not those. And you're like, I thought you meant all of them. Okay, and I'm not going to lie. This was a lot of work to get the driftwood. We had to scout it out like we drove around the boat looking at the shore, looking for the perfect pieces. And and it's so big, you have to tie it to the back and, like, yeah. drag it to yes. the trunk. and like It's a big deal. And, uh, and he threw it on the fire. Well, you know, I was like, no, actually, I was really proud of myself. I'm like, I'm going to go the extra mile here and impress my wife <laughs> and go ahead and take care of this all so it looks nice and fresh and clean. And it does. Yeah, it does. And you know what? I, this is maybe a little lesson. I chose in that moment I could get super mad at him and be like given the silent treatment and think like, oh my gosh, okay, he never listens to me. I'm I did you, listen to you though. I, I'm telling you, I could have done that. You're not listening. Again, you're not listening. Okay. okay this is why so, we talk about communication on this podcast. Shh, I'm telling my story. Oh. And so, you know, we, as a, I'm sure I've got some women there like, oh my goodness, like he would have been in the doghouse. But I thought, you know what? It's driftwood. Like 
is that really going to come between me and my husband today? Some days maybe, but today, no, no, it was just driftwood. So it was like, you know what? Whatever. Like maybe we're meant to get even cooler piece of driftwood next time we go to Lake Cumberland. So I'm an anti-cluttery person and, um, I don't like many things around the house or we have way too many things around our house still. Um, in comparison to others, probably not, but just for us and for my life, I grew up with a mom that was a pitcher, um, not in baseball. She was a pitcher of stuff. and uh, Which has gotten her in a little bit of trouble as well. well. Got rid of some homemade quilts that were made by great-grandma or whatever. And some like dishes that were super, but guess super what? <laughs> pricey. Guess what? This did not change our lives at all. It did not. You're right. And uh, honestly. Sometimes we just cling to stuff a little too much. Yes, we cling to stuff. Um, what kind of stuff do you cling to? Books. Yes, she does. I will attest <laughs> to this. Um, the book lady likes books. Um, too, and I love books. We have too, too many books. But can you have too many books? I'm raising my hands. Yes. No. Yes, you can. No, there's like this statistic that like most of the successful people in life have like mega, mega libraries, like thousands of books. Because they have a mega amount of money to go ahead and buy books at that point. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, but there's a reason they they probably read maybe not well, everyone, I don't know. this is not a debate i'm willing Anyways, to have tonight what do you cling to is there something that you cling to yeah um i cling to my um, hey dude shoes <laughs> until they until they get a hole in them <laughs> and, and i have to get you another have to get pair <laughs> but i mean i wear them until they get a hole in them that's pretty impressive really that is that is um no i really don't cling to too much you don't um, I, I have to agree with that but there are some things um, special things like my shirts from Africa. I'll cling to those for a long time, even though I can barely fit in them. <laughs> I'd probably have to lose a little more weight to fit properly in them. Um, you do have some old baseball cards in the attic. You have cling to those, which I'm surprised. Yeah, I've cling to those because they're not worth anything at this point. I'm maybe waiting for them to be <laughs> worth something. Okay. Um, a side note on those: someone gave them to me, and so I feel a little bit odd getting rid of those. Okay. Um, but I have a lot of baseball cards, but it'll be cool someday that Zeke can look through them. That's true. Good point. Good point. Or another kid. Um, <laughs> yes. So, so sticking to it. So I've learned in life. Um, I guess I've been stubborn. Um, as an IU fan, and I actually went to IU just because of their basketball program that I had nothing to do with except for to be a fan. So it was awesome. Um, I don't know why kids and choose colleges, but that's why I chose IU's because I liked IU. So I was like, why would I go anywhere else? But anyways, um, they beat Purdue the other day, and I got to go, and it was a monumental moment for me um, just because I got to take one of my friends, Matt, to it. And, uh, yeah, and IU won in the last minute or so, and it was just so great. And the Bengals have still been kicking and I just don't know how to react. And so <laughs> my my joy of Bengals is great. Hoosiers went ahead and lost pretty bad yesterday. So, but I'm stubborn. And, and people say, well, um, they're really not that good. And I always am like, the stubbornness in me, like, I've been a fan. I am a fan. I will always be a fan of the Bengals, as long as they're in Cincinnati, I guess. Uh, well, maybe in general. But in the Hoosiers, I don't think the college is going to move. But uh, I'm going to be a fan. And I think the stubbornness 
to stick to that no matter what um, is good and bad sometimes. Am I stubborn? Are you stubborn? Yes. Well, the other day I did tell you that <laughs> our son is stubborn and he learns from the best. And I looked right at you. Oh, I was th- <laughs> I was just I was just thinking that by the best you meant you. Oh, I think I looked directly at you. Well, I I didn't know what you were trying to communicate with me at that point. Oh my bad. Yes, you are a little bit stubborn. I think you're getting better though. We're working on things. We're working on things. So you're working on my stubbornness? Yes. Hmm. Okay. I'm not sure how to take that. That's not good marital advice. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I am probably a little stubborn. But I think stubbornness sometimes can get you through situations. I think we're all a little stubborn, though. Don't you agree? Every person's a little stubborn? I think so. Is another way to look at stubborn selfishness? Or maybe like your thoughts, like... I'm going to, I have my thoughts and I'm just what I'm going to stick with. And so in that is, would that be stubbornness? Mm. Like I think my way is right because that's what I believe and I, it's what I follow or that's what I've been taught. So, Yes, and this stems back many years ago, long, long time ago, about 11 years ago or so, we were planning a wedding. Oh, and I think you knew at that point that I am really stubborn. So you got a good heads up when you said our colors were going to be what? Some goofy colors. Oh my goodness. I wanted purple and silver. It was going to be beautiful and glamorous. Purple and silver. Oddly enough. Um, I think I've went to a prom before and it was purple and silver. Not that great. So pretty. Um, with twinkling lights. Oh my goodness. (laughs) This is getting rougher. So, (laughs) stubborn mitch at the time said here's what i thought if i let her pick out both colors then she's going to want to pick out everything and just rule this relationship so i'm going to start it off right we're going to both pick one color so i said he did he did this he literally was like no you aren't getting two colors yeah i mean all of my dreams for our wedding just shattered okay first of all Think about that. You just said my <laughs> dreams for our wedding. Listen, this was 11 years ago. I know. we. I was in a different place back then. Yeah, and I was obviously too because I would never do that today. Yeah, yeah, I would. I still <laughs> do. So he wanted... Because purple and silver is ridiculous. Oh, goodness. Anyways, and he wanted... I wanted orange for the Bengals. Orange. He wanted orange. So we go from beautiful and elegant, purple and silver, <sighs> to purple and orange. Now... Fast forward, it turned out to be very pretty, but it did cause a lot of, <laughs> I mean, we, we always say like in marriage counseling, we like when we give marriage counseling, um, we always say when we were engaged and planning a wedding was the hardest part of our Yes, if you're together. listening and, <laughs> and you may be a parent and you think, well, they need to wait after they're engaged to get married, um, I would say not, no. Not normally. That's a hard time. And the longer you prepare and wait, the more fights you get into because that was the hardest part of our relationship was the engagement process. Right. But then I always wondered if you just didn't care, would we have gotten into any arguments? I think long term, yeah, because there would have been some grudge. Mm. I think what really happened, um, I'm going to tell the truth here. Oh, here we go. Shame the devil. I think what really happened is I didn't want other family members deciding 
what my wedding was going to look like. And granted, it's our wedding, but it's your wedding, but it's our wedding. I still don't understand the whole wedding thing and how that's supposed to work. But I just thought, you know, I don't like people telling me what to do. I I know that's bad, but it, <laughs> but a wedding day is super exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, the wedding day itself, um, even parts without you, no offense, were amazing. <laughs> so yeah, what was your favorite part about? No, that's not fair. We'll get into some trouble here with each other. So, oh gosh. <laughs> um. And we all, if you're married out there, you know, like the wedding day itself is like the fast, you like prepare so much for it and it's like the fastest day ever. And before you know it, it's over. You're like, wow. But you have your greatest friends around. I think that's, that's what makes a wedding friends, so great. Friends, family. I mean, yeah. All like, there here's what I party. think. I think the wedding was more about the people around. I know it was centered on us, but it was more like the enjoying the people around the honeymoon. Now that, that was between us two. We did well on that. Yeah. But the wedding, I mean, I played baseball with the guys that morning. Like, mm. oh, that's my favorite thing. It's called tennis ball. It's the best in the world. And then we played ping pong. And he about, like, was late to walk down the aisle or to go out there. We had to wait for him to get out to the altar. They had to so wait a couple extra minutes because me and my friend Josh, we went into overtime. Oh, my goodness. We're like, what is taking so long? We literally took one of those portable ping pong nets and put it across to one of the Sunday school tables. Dude, and we were going at it. Oh and then everybody was like cheering. Literally, there was pulled pork being brought in through the back window to us. So we were eating and playing ping pong. Oh, like, my goodness. You're lucky I even went out to the wedding I at know, all. I know. No kidding. You were having more fun yeah, in and there. You guys like, were in your little, just tell her I said I do. You guys were in your little prissy dresses and stuff. Oh, here and, we go. Well, yeah. Okay, uh, so all this stemmed from you're stubborn? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I am. So in the end, it all worked out, but it was it was rough. there were times that were really rough, and um, it probably it was well. I will say, I'll be honest, you were stubborn, but I was also stubborn because I wanted it my way because I said the bride needs to have the say, and I don't know why you care. But then you helped you know, me out a, a little bit. There's a song that that sings, "I wanted my way." Was that you? No. That, that wasn't me singing it. Oh, yeah. I don't know who that was. It just got on the mic. <laughs> but anyways, um, oh my I think it's Frank Sinatra. I was going to say, that's kind of what it sounded like. <laughs> yeah, that's what I tried to do. Um, oh, that's goodness. the best I got. Uh, singing nice. is free here on the podcast. I don't charge anyone for oh, these extra so tunes. Nice. Um, th- my record's coming out before long. Oh, golly gee. My record amount of singing. Um, anyways, yeah, so stubbornness and tying all this together in the middle of nowhere is... I'm not a quitter. I would, but I'm, but I also don't, I also like to be comfortable. So I'm not, this is kind of odd. Or I don't like, I don't know, but I'm not really like, it really bothered me when I felt like God said, we're done at Hopewell. Um, And I had plenty of complaints and plenty of praises, just like I do. I mean, we all do. And I hope we don't share our complaints, but only our praises, but uh, to God, but well, we can share our complaints to God too. But anyways, um, we knew we were done there. And I I was telling this to a small group the other day. I said, never say never. Because when we got out of that, I said, I will never be a pastor. <laughs> and if I was to be a pastor, I would never be a pastor of a, of a small Baptist church. Mm. And God kind of chuckles. He does chuckle. I think God does chuckle quite often at us. I think so. Because he's like, huh. You have no clue. Yeah. 
And every time somebody says never, I think God just kind of just smiles real big because God's bigger than our nevers, mm-hmm. which is really awesome. And um, I uh, was just filling in, and I I really enjoyed the people here. I enjoyed – you know what I enjoyed the most is that they were awesome without a pastor. Mm. Yeah. And they didn't need, quote, unquote, a pastor. And then I think, I I don't know, sometimes I lead too much to where they get reliant sometimes uh, because of what I've, the atmosphere I've created. But still awesome and still the many, uh, many similar things. I, I look at a picnic table. I can remember we had, we played ping pong a lot mm-hmm. um, at get-togethers. This was before kids, so I had a little bit extra time to do that. <laughs> um, now I get that look. Um, it says, get off the picnic table <laughs> and go take your kid to do this or whatever. Yeah. But uh, no, stubbornness is good. And, and I remember after we started, um, it's cool because some of the deacons and different people will tell me that people would tell them or they thought it themselves. That's always the way that you tell someone these things um, that he won't make it a year or he won't be there a year. Or this is just a stepping stone to something else. Little do they know that I didn't want to be a pastor in the first place right. at that point. So I definitely wasn't going to see it as a stepping stone. Um, and still don't. I, I love that, that right. um, if God moves us, he has to make it really clear because I'm too stubborn. Mm. But that gets us through the hard times. Stubbornness gets you through the hard times and stuffer- stubbornness um, is what you need sometimes because yeah. there's times that people are not so nice. Mm, right. Uh, today I was talking to someone about being, just being persistent and how important it is just to, the persistence because there is going to be... Um, you know, there's not going to be always um, super high mountaintop experiences in your life. Like if we were always on mountaintop experiences, then we wouldn't even enjoy those mountaintop experiences. Sometimes we have to, well, I mean, it's just life. We're going to go through the valley a lot, but then there's going to be times where we go um, maybe even lower than that. And it's just going to be this like sometimes a roller coaster, um, you know, and so, but I think that persistence to keep walking forward and to not, we don't know what to expect and God God can use us wherever he wants to use us. And that's, what's kind of cool. And that's, what's cool about God. And, um, and I love how you said he chuckles, like he can see the bigger picture when we cannot. And, you know, we're like, what are you doing? God? Like, you know, we were, we both were like, we do not want to be in a church. Like we just want to go to church and enjoy it. Like we were just like, we don't want to serve anywhere. And he just chuck. I'm like you said, he's just chuckling. Cause he's like, you just wait. Cause you cannot see what I have planned. Yeah, and he even I was even going to be a referee. That was my plan. I had my referee outfit, still do, um, and I had it all planned out. And I refereed a few games, and I was going to work for PAX as a foreign exchange program thing, and I had that all planned out. And you had a dream of uh, being a waiter at a sports bar, or so like a, a Buffalo yeah. Wings and Rings, or something. Yeah, I, you were I, so I excited still, about that. <laughs> I still want to be a waiter someday. Someday. I will be someday. When I you retire. I don't know how old is not good to be a waiter, but I don't see too many like 50-year-old men being waiters. You could be like a busboy. They always use busboys. At 50? Yeah, why not? Dude, I might need a wheelchair to the table <laughs> at that point. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I hope not. You better 50, start working 50's out. old to me. Oh, um, when I say old, just because my health. I'm tall. I'm, I'm, no, don't say that. Stop yeah. it. I lose my persistence. Yeah. Anyways, persistence, stubbornness. Let's keep going. You know what? You have to be persistent in your parenting. Mm. 
And sometimes yes, stubborn because you can't give in. Because this little little lip that comes up on Zeke and when he starts tearing up. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I, I changed my mind. I want to do this now. And I can't because I already oh, said. Yep. You got to follow we, through. He got, he's not perfect. And uh, he's a pastor's kid. And he has a lot, he'll have more expectations, which is hard. But at the same time. I hope that molds him and develops him into somebody awesome. But he got in trouble at the beginning of on a Friday. And we decided no technology all weekend. And uh, and that kills him. Like, it's not like, oh, okay, I'll just go play in my room. No, like, it was a full-blown, like, for an hour crying. Because, well, because he usually comes to my classroom. And so for the next, on Fridays, I let him usually get on his iPad and well, he told me he wasn't allowed to have that. And oh my goodness, you would have thought his cat died, even though he doesn't have a cat. But um, <laughs> he just cried and cried and cried. And I said, buddy, you just need to go play with something. I don't want to play with anything. I'm like, then go pout in the corner because I can't handle you by my by my desk crying for this hour. But Yeah, and so he he struggled that day. But we tried to explain to him. I sat him down many times this weekend and explained to him why he'd be like well can I just play for a little bit or can I just do this and I'm like there are consequences to actions that are not proper and I said I'm trying to trying to train you yeah. and so Sunday rolls around and uh, there are some games in the children's church rooms on technology that he could be playing and they take turns and rotation they have an awesome system now and um, I told Zeke before we even went to church that day because he I mean they spend solid four hours at church four to six hours on a Sunday I mean they're ingrained in this is part of their house kind of and I told him I said kids are going to play technology today in video games I said and you can't play today I said but if you're good and I said you know you can play next week when you're there and he kind of said and he did good he said okay and I thought well we'll see how this goes but I was smart enough to tell the children's church people that Zeke can't play. So time came around and uh, it was Zeke's turn in the rotation to play. And they said, even though they knew, which is interesting, I thought that about that, but they said, Zeke, um, it's your turn to play the video game. And I wasn't back there. We were in church. And uh, he said, no, I'm I'm not allowed to play this week. And uh, And he was honest, which that's what we've been struggling with. Like he... He'll tell us, like, he's a different person when he's not controlled by the video game yeah. stuff. And, and and guess what? Kids get used to it, but you have to stay persistent. Because it would have been easy for us, even Sunday afternoon, to be like, well, you can play on your game for an hour. Yeah, because you've been so good. You're going to yeah. play. But then he, they, they, they're smart. We have to be so careful because kids are so smart. And they figure out, like... Well, well, that she didn't really mean that, so I'll probably get away with it this or this time. Like, and it and it sometimes makes us it does make us the bad guys. But I think it turn like long term perspective. I always hear like little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. Well, let's take care of those little problems now, so that we maybe we don't have those big problems. So <laughs> I'm gonna tell myself. <laughs> yeah, and bad guy could be the good parent. Yeah. And at the end of the day, kids want the discipline. Yeah. Um, that makes them feel loved. That makes them feel like they know that cared now. 
if you just beat the door out of your kid, that's not good. But uh, <laughs> um, but just there has to be follow through. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. And uh, so know that your persistence and when you don't quit, I know, I guess my last little story here is if you're trying to mentor someone or have an influence in someone's life, um, be persistent, be there for them, go um, support them, send a text, check on them, like be persistent, be stubborn in it because it really matters to them. And uh, I know that helped us out big time in youth ministry. Um, it helps us out in life today. So it's, it's part of life. So um, the best thing we can do is be persistent first of all in our prayers and just say, God, we need your help. You're awesome. We're not. And, uh, or we can be awesome through God. And, uh, and I'm just thankful for the stubbornness he gave us. Even you. Sometimes I'm even thankful for your stubbornness. I'm sure it does pay off at times. At times. Yeah, at times. <laughs> well, you all have an awesome week and, uh, have a blessed week. Bye, guys. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on our podcast today. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. And if you know anyone else that could use some encouragement, we'd love if you would share it with them. We're all in this together. So until next time, my friends, on Courage Meant to Go.